tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We're going to see some soul music for you, Yeah! I never know what song is going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, After Buzzers, and welcome to another Battle Creek After Show. Tonight we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 2, Surreptitious. But before we dive into that, want to make sure you guys are all subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. You can also find all of our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Tweet us, comment on the videos, you name it. We want to talk to you guys throughout Absolutely. the week. Yeah, definitely. I'm your host tonight, Lauren Salon. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon, and I am joined tonight by Gary Thomas. Gary, where can everyone find you on Twitter? Of course, you can find me at I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter, and I am GaryThomas.com. Awesome. All right, so let's dive into it. Absolutely. Another cutting edge crime show for everybody tonight, and this episode was called Surreptitious, which is so punny because right. <laughs> it centers around the drowning, we find, of a man who they discovered to have been drowned in syrup. syrup. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. Not just log cabin. High maple quality <laughs> maple syrup. So yeah, we start out and they're in the office and of course, you know, you've got the Russ is complaining, it's raining out, they're complaining about the resources, you know, Holly is over there filling up their giant water water jugs with the water fountain. So again, kind of playing off of that, you know, budget cuts, they don't have enough resources Mm -hmm. thing. Meanwhile, Milt is getting all this custom art installed in his office, which seems so silly you know they're essentially in the same building but did you notice like his office is so off in its own world and it's all lavish it's almost like is this the same building right and <laughs> it seems weird to me you know i would i guess i would think that maybe the fbi would like give some of the budget to i guess putting an fbi agent down there is giving them yeah, a whole nother resource they utilize their resources right and they use all his technology and all that but like you know come on give them give them back some of their snack budget <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've got this body that was discovered in the woods. It's raining, which makes gathering evidence difficult. But they go to find, examine the body, and, you know, Russ is kind of looking at it and like, well, he was hit in the head and kind of determining what went on. And they come back to the station and essentially figure out that he was drowned. And they're trying to figure out, okay, was it in a pond or a pool or... Salt water, or, you know, whatever. Right, right. And they go to the med- medical examiner, and I thought this part was so funny. She's a little person, uh, <laughs> you know, which is the... I think the that's the right way to say it. Um, the, Politically she's, correct way right, of saying the, it. the PC way. So she's a little person, and Russ is kind of giving her a hard time, as he does with everybody, about, like, well, how much did it cost to retrofit your whole office and everything to be your size. Russ is being Russ as usual. I know. He's such a a complainer all the time. (laughs) 
you know, I think it's so funny though. He's like, you know, she wouldn't even, she wasn't willing to stand on a milk crate. <laughs> that like, was like the the rudest thing you could possibly I say. Know. You know, we can't have tasers because you didn't want to stand on a milk I crate. Know. It's like so rude. Come on, major shot. She's got to be able to do her work efficiently, you know. And she determines that he, this guy, was in fact drowned in, syrup. in maple syrup, and um, which leads sets this episode up for such a funny. Like, such a funny element having it be the maple syrup because they decide to, like, go undercover essentially as competing maple syrup right. pro- producers. It was, I think that was a good part right there because it's finally like milt heard Russ's idea, supported it, but you know, they took it to the next level. So it was milk being milked, but Russ was, Russ was like on the money the whole episode. And it's like, yeah, the writers and the way the, the, the whole episode goes, we just overlook it all the time. But he's, he's more on the money than we give him credit right. for and because think, his grumpiness, you know, hides all that. I agree. And I think there were a lot of times this episode where he was spot, spot on, on with what he was saying and it was kind of recognized or, you know, that, right. that ended up continuing that direction, you know, Milt either backed him or whatever, but he, was right, and it kind of mm-hmm. kept going the way that he said. Exactly, he was like, from the minute he got there, this that this happened. Then Niblet came in. <laughs> Niblet gave it away in the beginning, but who listens to Niblet anyway? It's like <laughs> the wife did it. Yeah, I see. Now with the wife, I thought it was fishy once when she came in to the. I was already expecting something with her because this is how this show works. They give you like all of this evidence, all of this to make you think one story, then. Absolutely, and they just rewrite the whole thing. Like, this, the writer is so creative, which just spins on stories. Yeah, yeah. I thought they did a great job. So, so yeah, we've got, you know, they um, get kind of into this whole syrup situation and what's going on. And so the guy who is, or, or the guy who died, his name is Eddie, and he sold syrup to this guy who works at a restaurant named Emmett. Emmett. So they go, you know, the police squad breaks up, and some people go to Eddie's wife's you know and some people go to the restaurant and we kind of hear a parallel story from the wife and from Emmett saying you know the the syrup cartel was starting to put pressure on this was that was just so funny we were both like I thought it was so cartel it's so ridiculous it's It's so so ridiculous and that wouldn't. There aren't syrup cartels. I mean, please. well, we are in the syrup business, so we don't want to. I mean, we don't, I don't know. know. Maybe there are. I guess there could be. Syrup Is, if somebody works in syrup, let us know. Is it like a shady business Is there or a what? Julio what McFarland in Michigan, you guys, let us know. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny how that. You know, I think last week the comedy was more sprinkled throughout, kind of you know situationally, but this whole episode was built on a comedy. You yes. know, them going undercover as was, competing yeah, syrup more. producers. Yeah, it it reminded me so much of Breaking Bad to a certain extent, too, when he's talking about... I know. I think they don't want people to compare it to that, but just, it's like, just inklings in there just right, to remind you Just that little snippet when they're talking at the station and they're like, no, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. <laughs> and we got to go out with the purest, most perfect maple syrup ever. You like know, the- and then undercut the competition and then da, da, da. Like, all these things that they would, like... Just like you would do if we were... <laughs> if we were doing a meth deal or yeah, doing a, a meth a, case. a meth either. sting or something. So I thought that was so funny how they did that because it's... Top of the line equipment in there. Getting yeah. From the, you know, draining from the tree. <laughs> right. And they go to later to meet with, um, you know, to with while they're undercover, they go to this restaurant to kind of, you know, try and make a deal or something. To infiltrate. Yeah. And 
they are tasting the food and they go, hey, buddy, like to the manager, come over here. <laughs> what is this? It's watered down. This is, you know, taste out of the bottle. The like, guy's like, if yeah, you want the food free, like just chill out. <laughs> yeah. He already knew he wasn't trying to go into that business. He, you know, he had that look on his face like, I know how the syrup cartel like, works. Oh, like, syrup don't cartel. Look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, you know, we can get you some really good stuff, which it's so funny because it's so much like how you would imagine you know, a, a, a drug like, thing, a deal going. <laughs> yeah, like a cheesy drug deal. And yet they're talking about syrup. And so they like, you know, go back to their warehouse and all this stuff. So I think that was just so funny how they really made this whole episode grounded in comedy by just having them like do the undercover syrup right. thing and having a syrup cartel. That's just ridiculous. Like when they met the guy, he put that crepe out of his pocket. <laughs> I, I really wanted <laughs> oh, to die so at funny. that point. It was so They're like, funny. hey, He's, what is that? He broke it, it dipped it He's into like, uh, buy it. It's a crepe. I'm here to test the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to test the product. And they're meeting like in dark, you know, right. like all this stuff. Because... They obviously, you know, assume that McFarland, who is the head of the syrup cartel, is kind of behind this guy Eddie's death. And um, so during that drug deal, syrup deal meeting, uh, somebody, a masked gunman, comes up and shoots up the place. You know, I while we're watching that, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, poor Russ. He's like getting involved in another shootout. (laughs) Yeah, this guy can't like stay away from the bullets coming at him. Um, but he ends up getting away unscathed. He's okay. Um, but though earlier or later, I forget when it happened, but he's, he, you know, jumps the fence and gets the guard dogs chasing after him at McFarland's place. And then of course, course, Holly comes in to take care of him. She's like, Oh, they, the doctor said, do this. this, And I'm not going to let it get infected. Like she's, (laughs) I know, gosh, so much flirting there. It's just ridiculous. It's only a matter of time. Right. We need to maybe three or four more episodes before this whole thing just sparks off. It's only a matter of time till they, you know, get till the, it becomes more out there. And exactly. Yeah. And so while this is all happening, we have detective Fontenelle who, is dealing with a migraine. So he kind of got out of the current case that's going on. And he asked Gusewitz if he can look into a, you know... Medical marijuana. Yeah, fraudulent drug thing. Because he goes to his medical marijuana dispensary for his migraine and believes that the guy sold him some fake stuff because he's like yeah usually it works this time it didn't you know i'm i'm basically the, he was saying normally i get high and i get time, high and I I, got my nothing. head doesn't hurt yeah <laughs> but i still had a headache what the heck <laughs> pretty much is what happened and i love how she so it's just, just kind of like she listened to his whole thing she's yeah like, she's like right you just right. want your pot I'm just yeah gonna she's sound like it's fine you just need to get high okay i get it like you look into it okay whatever and I liked those scenes with the dispensary guy because I loved how sharp he, he was. was you yeah. know, he always fired back with something, which I feel like if you're in that business, you, you need to be on you, top of what your rights are. Especially because, you know, that. I guess it's different for us being in California because it's a lot more plentiful and, and, right, and so it's, passe. And so I wouldn't have thought that they were, I know they, I would think they would know what they're selling and know the stuff and know the laws to follow since they're doing this but he was like super on it like calling their bluff like right. I can't imagine someone in California doing that where they're like no you're just not gonna do this like, I know <laughs> who would go to the LAPD like <laughs> though I would th- I mean 
if you're the owner of it, like which it seemed like that guy was, right. I'm sure you know all the rules that you know what what like you're a, okay like with a business doing. owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're the business owner, maybe not just like the clerk or the manager of it, but if you're if that's your business, I'm sure you know all the rules and what you can and can't do, and you know I mean, he, what the law can and can't do. He knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to sell fake, so he needed to be on top of what he was going to do. Like, if yeah. the police come after me, is like, no, like you're not going to do this because this is this and this, and you're not going to cause this uproar. You know, he was on it. Yeah, and so I thought, and then he ends up, we see, he goes, Font goes back with um, Teddy the Snitch to, you know, check it out and stuff. And Teddy the Snitch is not going to die, huh? No, His game yeah, I is going to be <laughs> every episode. I think episode. he's going to be, like, in every episode, pretty much. They he, need to put Teddy the Snitch on payroll. Like, they're using him way too much. <laughs> yeah, well, he's their informant, I guess. You well, know, their informants go-to. get paid. Like he said, CI Maybe. gets paid. Come on. Yeah, I bet they do. How does it work? I don't know. But, yeah, so they go... And Teddy brings up a good point. He's like, you know, he probably only has to sell the fake stuff to one in 20 people. And then he can still make a good cut. Like, you know. Well, I I was trying to see if it was the other way around. Or what does he have to sell the real stuff to one in every 20 people to stay in business for people? Or does he have to sell the fake stuff? I was confused. He said the fake stuff. Yeah, he's like, if he sells the fake stuff to one in 20 people, he can turn around with that you know, the real stuff that he pockets each time he sells the fake stuff oh, and then sell yeah, it to yeah. someone else, you know, for marked up more and then pocket that money, you know, under the table, essentially. Right. And he's, Font's just kind of like, oh, so you're saying I'm the sucker, essentially. So basically like, he's like... Yeah, he thinks he's you don't know keeping weed. keeping his, his own weed. He, he's, he's like setting aside a batch for himself to smoke or, and he's just selling the, the fake one to get by, like, you know, to cover up what yeah. he smokes. It was a it was a confusing story, but funny nonetheless. Yeah, it was it it helped that kind of B storyline continue on. It was, but uh, sometimes sometimes I was just like so thrown off because it was too much of a story, right? And it, yeah. it was like a, almost an episode in itself. Yeah, because it just had so many little scenes and so many angles to it, and so much depth to it. Like you had to pay attention to this and pay attention to the main story. Don't confuse me like that, right? And it did. I think on the whole, this episode felt a lot more comedic than last week, you know, because both of those things, we've got a cop who uses medicinal marijuana and who's, I mean, who knows how many police officers actually do that. You know, it's not like you can have a respectable job and use medical marijuana. Like it doesn't make you equals like slacker or stoner or anything, but you know, they made it out to be like, he's this stonery guy. He likes to get, you know, so right. Instead of it, he really it wanted did to cover seem Teddy. like both kind of angles and both plots in today's episode were like a little ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I like that even though this was so comedic, they still had some serious crime, you know, you know, scenes in there where it's like real evidence being cut into mm-hmm. and, you know, real driving storylines that were just, you know, kind of like, your CSI type thing, you right. know, it was really well, cause, cool. Because even with, you know, when Milt and Russ go to um, the judge and they want to get a warrant for, you know, Judge Walters, I think, and they want to get a warrant or something to get this McFarlane guy. And the judge even is like, well, sorry, I need some real evidence, you know. And Milt was so I hurt. Milt got <laughs> shut down by somebody even, which was so funny because the judge is even like, oh, you know, I was talking with Supreme Court Justice Scalia who said you are a big deal on the yeah, basketball the court. com, basically. Yeah. And he's just throwing around like Supreme Court justice names. You know, ain't nothing. He just hangs out with them, <laughs> plays basketball. No big deal. Um, but I, I was surprised when he, 
is interesting because actually when we're watching that and he shuts down Milt, I'm like, oh, this judge is actually like isn't just going to do him favors. He needs things by the book and he right. needs evidence. Maybe that's a little bit true, but then we also see later that it's because he's in bed with, metaphorically speaking, in bed with McFarland. Yeah, you know, he's like. Let's him know that he the tips cops them are off, calling. Yeah. Which we kind of, you can kind of just allude to that because it's, if you're in the cartel, <laughs> um, in most TV shows, they're somehow connected. I guess in that part right. of the They've game. They've got some so, connections with yeah. some corrupt, you know, law, fish, law of course. enforcement people. So, so yeah. So, but for a second, I was like, oh, wow, this judge is very, you know, by the up, book. upholding the law <laughs> by the book. He's not just going to do favors because Milt is charming and knows everybody. Yeah. Well, Nope, it's because he, you know, he's got the the cartel guy on his side as well. Uh, so, yeah, so we continue on, and we've got Milton Russ. They're doing their syrup thing. They're kind of undercover as syrup sellers, and they end up getting a... So after the whole shootout thing happens, they end up being able to get a warrant to search McFarland's place, and uh, they don't... The syrup is not a match. Nope. Yeah. So they're like, okay, hmm. Like the syrup is not a match. We're not totally sure whose syrup drowned this guy then. And McFarland, we see also when he is in the station with the shooter, you know, he came in with the shooter because he's wanting to do the right thing, right. offer up the information, and pretty much says, like, you know, we're not involved. Um, and then later, so the wife comes back. So she had come back earlier about when's the ring available. And when she came back that first time, I thought something was fishy. She knew a little. It, it, it definitely throws you off. Like, what is she doing here? Like, I thought I thought at first when she came that she was going to try to fish around to find out how close they were to solving the case. Right. But then she asked other questions. So I'm like, well, maybe she isn't involved. Like, now I'm on the fence because I don't know whether to think she is or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she comes back again, and, you know, the first time she wanted the ring, the second time she's asking when his body will be released so that we can have a funeral. Nothing really that Out of the is ordinary. red flags. You know, yeah. those are kind of normal questions I think you would ask if right. your husband just died. Um, and she's always really emotional, and it's it's nice to see, like, Holly is such, her character's so, um, you know, kind of tender and, like, caring for everybody else, you know, with seeing, obviously she has a crush on Russ, but seeing her, you know, tend to his wounds when he gets bit by the dogs and she visits him in the hospital, like all this stuff. And she's just really a sweet character. So it's exactly. nice to see her, you know, being kind of, you know, empathetic with the woman coming in. But so she comes back and I, when we were watching it, even I was like, she just saw something. What did she see? What, yeah, because we, just we happened? rewind it. Yeah. We were like, wait. I'm like, wait. She just, Holly just noticed something. She's onto something. And so later we see Holly, or right after that scene, see her go to, Russ's um go to Russ's apartment and Russ had just been suspended. suspended. Yeah, he just got suspended cuz he broke the rules and went and talked to the shooter, all this stuff, you know, you're not really supposed to do that if somebody's in custody essentially or out on bail as it is. And so yeah, Holly goes and is like I messed up. And I knew at that second I was like, "Oh, she did end up giving her that ring." Yeah, I knew then. She too, went but back just at like, some point, why gave her the though? ring. Yeah, come on, you know better than that. Right. That's that was a you stupid knew, move. And eventually when this case was over, you can just give it to her. Like, yeah. don't break the rules. She but she you know she felt empathetic. I know. Don't be such a softy. Exactly. I, I think know. I think that was a good scene to finally show Holly's, you know, sometimes you can't always have a heart for people. Right. And, you will get burned, you know? Right. So that right there, you know, 
she learned a lesson. Yeah, I did think it was kind of a stretch, though, when she's like, yeah, so she wiped her face and it wiped off some of her foundation, which exposed a greenish or a yellow, yellow, yellow tinted concealer. concealer, which you only use if you're trying to hide something blue underneath. I thought that was good writing. Oh, I would have please. never thought of that. Well, maybe because okay. you, you, you probably are like, no, but like, I would never do that or whatever. You were thinking about makeup or whatever, but I thought it was I mean, good writing. I guess like, that's true, minute. but you're not going to be able to tell. One, for one, it you wasn't can't... waterproof. <laughs> no, but if you're wiping off your makeup, you're not going to just wipe off the like top layer of foundation and leave the concealer left. Well, that... It's all going to wipe off. Hey, <laughs> so take it away from the illusion. Like, that's how the case got solved. Yeah, I mean,. She was blotting. See, 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 it was, yeah. la- it was layers Maybe. too. She was blotting. Maybe she just has yellowy skin underneath that makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought that part was a little bit of a stretch because also like, what, I mean, maybe Holly's like really into makeup. I'm really into makeup and I'm watching it like, oh, there's no way if I was in that, in her <laughs> shoes, I would have caught that. Like, well, she's a detective. She's, she's supposed not a detective. To- well, she works in a detective office. She's like a secretary. <laughs> she's she's learned a few I tricks as time has gone on. I watch crime <laughs> shows. I'm a detective too. <laughs> well, you didn't notice it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I just thought. I mean, let's be real. I'm sure there are plenty of other times when things happen that are unrealistic. But that was when I was like, I thought that's it was so the big cool, break like, in the case. I'm like, that was that was a the, stretch. that was the charm of the show. Their twists are just like that. Like yeah. it's some random okay. thing. I do like though that Holly did mess up with giving her the ring. Though who knows how much that would have, you know, how much you would have gotten that like kind of harmless piece of evidence. But I do like that she was kind of a critical piece in yeah. solving the case. And, you know, they the love that she has for Russ, that's the first person she went to and the I first know. person she went to spill the beans to. Like, that was just, it's just the little reoccurring themes is what keeps the show interesting. And just the relationships amongst yeah. the people, it just keeps it so interesting. You know, yeah. although you're laughing, you know, it, it's, it's cutting edge crime, too, so to speak. But <laughs> but I just like the relationships. That, you know, I know. I love the relationships. Amongst the people. Yeah. I love the relationships. I like, I mean, because even now, like, I mean, two weeks in and we're watching it, we're like, ooh. Ooh, Holly and Russ, what's going to happen? They're flirting again. Oh, my gosh. So definitely fun to watch. I also, this is like before, we're kind of backtracking a little bit, but when um, when Milt and, or not Milt, when Russ and Font are going to go out to, you know, do go find the body, right. essentially, and um, the commander's like, oh, check with Milt and see if he's busy, and if not, bring him with you. Right. And he, they look through the window, and he's like on his iPad or something, and he's like, oh, he's busy, let's go. And he's like, those, he says, those Minecraft worlds aren't going to build themselves. And I'm like, <laughs> I love Minecraft. I love that they just made a Minecraft joke. That's awesome. So I wanted to shout that out a little bit because Minecraft's an awesome game, and so everyone should start playing. <laughs> Do you play Minecraft? No, I don't. <gasps> it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Do you know about Minecraft? No, I don't oh play like any games. <laughs> <gasps> You're like a little guy, and you go around a world, and you like make stuff out. Of, you mine in the ground, and you make stuff and houses. It's it's cool. Anyway, <laughs> totally off topic. They talked about it in the show, and I love that. So, anyhow, getting back to the case. We've got the wife kind of fishy business going on and the makeup. And so she comes to the conclusion, okay, she's using that to cover up blue. 
bruises, probably been abused by her husband. They look up the hospital records and we mm. see, you know, that a lot, a lot of, of abuse records. has happened. And so they go and confront her and pretty much they end up finding the dad says I did it. And then she says she did it. So it's kind of, you know, father, daughter, like both confessing to the crime. And when they go back to the station, they, Gusewitz, you know, she's like, okay, we have two written confessions. You know, what's the deal with this? Right. And they kind of explain what's going on. And she's like, you know, we've got a dad who wants to go Did you to have prison. One daughter? Yeah, to protect his daughter. And then this daughter who was, if she did it, she was protecting herself after years and years of being abused. So we're going to let the dad take one for his daughter. If well, he she's, did it. she made the point of saying, you know, this woman has suffered enough. She suffered yeah. through the years of abuse. She suffered through the agony of, you know, killing him and what's going on now. She suffered enough. She's paid her due. And mm-hmm. the dad wants to take the fall, which was powerful. Like, a dad, he, he decided to protect his daughter. Yeah. And just the decision-making of choosing the dad to go to jail, I, I don't know. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this, this happened. Like, you just said, forget this. We're going to send him to jail because he wants to go. Right. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, and in that situation, I guess, if both people have offered a written confession, I don't know what you do. Like, I wonder. I, they, I just, I guess they would investigate further. Do police continue an, es- an investigation to really find out, you know? I think it depends on who clearly knows. someone's protecting someone right. else. I guess it depends on who knows, because in that office, you know, I guess only three, the three of them know, and they're just going to make it, she made a decision. Yeah, and just, felt like doing kind of the better thing, you know? Yeah, this, what she this felt is, was better. Yeah, the better situation. But what yeah. would happen in a situation in like that? Life? Would everyone continue to investigate? <gasps> I don't know what would happen in a real-life situation like that. Because they said, you know, it's not necessarily about the truth. It's about justice. Yeah. And justice was served in the sense that a man, well, I'm not saying that he should have died, but I guess in the sense of thinking, you know, he was an abuser. Mm-hmm. You know, he was finally retaliated against. He got something, you know, from the world, you know, in, in, in the sense that he shouldn't have been hitting on her. Yeah. So now he got what he deserved. Right. And then I guess they kind of decided, you know, it was clearly the wife who killed, or no, it no, because they say it was the wife that they were thinking it was the dad that did it because the you know if you've been abused that long usually you're not going to ever stand up for yourself. Yeah, and that was fight Milt's. back. So that was what Milt was. No, thinking. that was Russ's. That was Russ's. Um, yeah. So I guess they don't completely know. Who... Milt was like, "Are we not going to continue to research this?" Right. Yeah. So I guess they didn't know who did it completely, and they're happy with not knowing. Just completely. making a decision. Yeah. So I mean, I think I had an essentially a happy ending in that sense. I think so. Um, and then it ends with go, Font going back to the dispensary, and he brings Milt in this time. <laughs> and you know, we've seen him a few times go in there and kind of get shut down by this dispensary owner who knows the law and he knows what he can get away right, with. Exactly. And he's like, "You can't pull that crap on me." Like, nice try, but see you later. And. He says, he's like, okay, well, the states have control. Some states have control of this. You know, states have control to decide how they want to deal with marijuana. But it's still not legal from a United States standpoint, which is so weird how the government actually works like that. Because states can have autonomy in certain ways, even if the on the federal level it's not necessarily okay. But the federal government decides not to go after that. Because they're like, let the states deal with it. It's fine. And so Font tries to pull that angle. He's like, do you really think... The federal government's going to come after me when, like, 
look at Colorado, Seattle, and Le- Denver. Yeah, like he's like he's not gonna cause all these no. people to have to be in, in the uproar and do right. all this craziness. When it's like, recre- recreationally <laughs> legal there, like no, that's gonna create insanity. You're not mm-hmm. gonna do it. Call your bluff, pretty much. And then the <laughs> font sees that they're showing a movie, Cheech and Chong, on <laughs> the TV in mm-hmm. the dispensary, and. He's like, oh, hey, can you rewind it to that scene right before? I want to show my friend. It's so funny. And he's like, oh, no, before. Right to the very, very beginning. Let, let, me, let me show you. Yeah, he's like, it is the beginning. Yeah. And he shows him. And it goes to that screen, which everybody has seen a million times every single time well, you watch a movie. How many people have actually paid attention to How many to people it? have read that? Because you're like, I don't break this law, so whatever. Right? Yeah. And it's that like FBI warning screen that's like red or green or blue or whatever, like bold with all that writing on it that pretty much says... You're only allowed to watch this in at your home. You can't recreationally show this for your home. You can't publicly display it. Right. And so they get them on that, which is so funny and so clever. Such a technicality. It's like such yeah. a little thing. He's like, we do in fact support that. <laughs> He's like trying to get them on anything. So I thought that was so funny and clever of them to to throw that in there that way. This um, is a clever show altogether. Just the little twists are just yeah. so interesting. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, it's good writing and it's fun. It's it's clever. It's funny. The crime stuff, you know, it's not like the most mysterious or dramatic right. crime you've ever you're seen, but really, it's fun. You're not really even interested that much in the crime. You're interested in the what, solving of it, right. like, the, the twist, journey. the turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what like, happens the in the journey stuff they of the crime? Do, all the yeah. dumb stuff they go through, all the dumb plans, all the failed plans, and then just the, the final twist of like, what? This is how it got happened? Like, yeah. that's what keeps you there. Undercover syrup operation. Like, all that stuff. Right. Even just, like, the, the title, Surreptitious. Come on, that's funny. Right. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so at the very end, Russ gets reinstated, and then he and Font go together to, you know, whatever. Something happened. You know, like, some taillights got busted in or something. So they're going to check and it yet out. again. And they yet again leave Milt behind. And that time we see Milt kind of look up from his iPad and look like a little, like, bummed out that he didn't get asked to go. It's like, again, we just, ha- we haven't made any groundwork. Like, I know. You know. Yeah, and I didn't, for the most part, I didn't feel like this episode had that much, like, back and forth between Mm-mm. Milt and Russ. As the first week, oh my goodness, it was like, it Russ was like, was like constant, always combative. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah. And this time we had a couple moments, and when they're at the restaurant, Milt kind of calls him on it. It's like, so what? Did you, like, not get a lo- enough love I when you were a kid? Like, loved that get off scene. It was booty, finally... It was finally the time Milt was not the nice guy. Yeah. He was cutting left and right, like, what's your problem? You need to get yeah, some counseling. Back like, off. Yeah, he went, you need therapy. He went off then, finally. You know, it was cool to see that other I know. side I was, of Milt. I was happy he kind of stood up for himself a little bit and put Russ in his place. I mean, I we love Russ. And he does things that, you know, keep he's yeah. endearing character. And he's not always such a, a negative Nancy. So you don't, like, he's not too annoying with it. But right. it is nice to see Milt kind of stand up for Just himself. Just kind of, like, go back bit. at it. He was, yeah. He, it was no nice guy right then. He was right. like, I'm coming for you now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, I, he did seem a little bummed that he didn't get to go. So, hope, I mean, I don't know. Will he kind of stand up for himself more? I think I so. I think so. I think, I think so. so. I think he proved himself this week that he'll he'll do it more. Yeah. So, I mean, did we miss anything? I don't think we really no, missed anything. We covered a, everything. No, another funny, amazing episode of Battle Creek. Yeah, it was awesome. So why don't we... Well, actually, I did want to shout out Brandon Calhoun, who is a singer-songwriter from Detroit who plays the intro credit song. And we didn't play the exact intro credit that they use on the real show tonight, but... 
in our own After Buzz yes. intro credits, we played one of um, Brandon's songs or him playing a song. So that's kind of cool that they, they've got this Absolutely. local guy. So wherever we can find Brandon Calhoun on Instagram, Twitter, we should all follow him. Yeah, and, so and, it's and like, it's stay, awesome. Stay on top of his music because it right. was great. It was great. Yeah, it's got a really cool rock vibe to it and neat that they found like a local up and coming guy to kind of right. incorporate into the show. That and it's way. great because, you know, Detroit is the home of Motown and there's so many talented people. There's so many. So yeah. it's great to see, you know, Michigan talent going with the Michigan show and right. just so many people getting spotlighted. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so why don't we dive into some predictions? Predictions. Woo! <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't have any big ones. This kind of show is not, it doesn't really set us up well for predictions, I feel like, because the crime is always going to change. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows that every episode is a completely new story, yeah. so. I think that the, char- the, the character development yes. has a good, you know, continuing line through each episode, at least so far. So, I think my predictions, or my, my hopes for next week's episode, I want... I don't think it's going to happen next week, but I want Holly to, like, make a move or Russ to make a move on Holly. I think she's going to have to make a move because she seems like she's way more. It's definitely going to have to come from Holly, and I definitely think that I foresee it coming. She's probably just going to just, like, you know what, maybe, like, a drunk night or <laughs> just, just a, a build up of courage. She's going to be like, you know what, just go yeah, for it. Yeah, kiss him or be yeah. like, I like you. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's a good way to do it. No. <laughs> I think that... There's going to come to a point where there's going to be so many different sides of, of um, milk. We're going to see yeah. romance. I think that we're going to see some true anger come out. Mm-hmm. I think that his character is going to evolve. Yeah. And I think we saw kind of a spark of that tonight with him standing up to Russ yeah. more. Because do- it's not like he's a timid guy. He stands up for his positions, you know. But he I, normally does it in such a nice way. But he's always, yes, yeah, such a nice way, you know, so charmingly. And so I think we're definitely going to see him kind of be more assertive and yeah. stand up to Russ a little bit more, I think. And, I mean, with just that last, I feel like there was so much in that last kind of flash of looking at him when Russ chooses font over him. Right. You know, so I don't know. I think we'll also find out a little bit more why Milt is in in Battle, Battle Creek. Creek. What was what was the what was the big did he get impetus put out? Did he get there? put there for a reason? I think yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm ready to see why. I hope that I I hope, hopefully they say why. I know, maybe I mean we're early in the season, so maybe they won't, but hopefully we learn a little bit more about Milt's backstory. So, I'm excited for next week's episode. I love the twist. Yeah. I am too. I'm really excited. The, I mean we haven't been let down so far. I know we're two episodes in, but you know, the reviews have been great for the show. The writing is excellent. Excellent. I think they, we've said it before, they're so smart with making it so comedic, but still have that drama factor. Yeah. You know, I think they do a really great job of balancing those those two kind of genres into one I think, show. I, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for it tonight. Does. Yeah. Thank you, everybody out there for tuning in. Please be sure to tune back next week. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You name it. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You name it at Lauren Salon. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. Whoa, how do I spell my name? And Gary, where can everyone find you online? You guys can find me at I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter. And then on my website, I am Gary Thomas.com. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. 
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.